Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Oxen by Thomas Hardy. The Oxen is a Christmas Eve poem in which the poet first remembers the Christmas Eves of his childhood in a rural English cottage before turning to his present thoughts as an adult many years later. In his childhood recollections, an elder shares a long-standing folk belief that oxen kneel on Christmas Eve in honor of the Christ child and the oxen privileged to be present at his birth. Let's listen. The Oxen by Thomas Hardy Christmas Eve and twelve of the clock Now they are all on their knees, an elder said as we sat in a flock by the embers and hearthside ease. We pictured the meek, mild creatures where they dwelt in their strawy pen, nor did it occur to any of us there to doubt they were kneeling then. So fair a fancy few would weave in these years. Yet I feel if someone said on Christmas Eve, Come, see the oxen kneel in the lonely Barton by yonder coom our childhood used to know. I should go with him in the gloom, hoping it might be so. So fair a fancy few would weave in these years. What a beautiful line. Yet I think it may express a mistaken thought. When Hardy writes in these years, He's writing of the present world he was living in when he wrote The Oxen in 1915, when the Victorian era was past and the First World War was in the offing. Hardy no doubt felt that the world of Christian faith was also passing, or had passed. Yet many had been feeling the passing of Christian faith for some time. Matthew Arnold, Hardy's fellow English poet, in his poem Dover Beach, written more than 50 years before the oxen, felt, listening to the ocean's receding tide one night, quote, The sea of faith was once too at the full, but now I only hear its melancholy, long-withdrawing roar. Among our poets, James Russell Lowell certainly felt it too. If Hardy felt this was something new in 1915, he was mistaken. But perhaps his mistake was much earlier, in his childhood, when he thought that none among the group gathered around the fire doubted the oxen were kneeling. Adults in his childhood probably had a more complex understanding than he could imagine as a child. The same folk belief appears in Longfellow's Evangeline, written when Hardy was, in fact, a child. It's told by the village notary of Grand Pre, whom we met in episode 16, to the village children, just as he tells them of the loop guru, the werewolf of the forest, and of the goblin who comes in the night to water the horses. The children believe these stories, but do the elders who tell them? Well, no, but in a way, also, yes. They believe the truth of such stories. That is, they believe them as poetry. If few in the 20th century would weave such a fancy as the oxen kneeling on Christmas Eve, it isn't because the sea of faith has receded, but rather 
the sea of poetry, including the poetry of Christian faith, has receded. People of religious faith today have come to feel something like hate toward others whose faith differs from theirs. But nobody has ever hated another because of their belief that oxen kneel in their straw pens on Christmas Eve. Rather, they hate each other over doctrines and conduct they don't like. What Hardy longs for in the oxen is not a more faithful world, but a more poetic world. And this is the beauty of Christmas. For a few days we dwell in a religious world not of doctrine, but of beauty. And so I, too, like Hardy, would follow another, older than I, out to the barn on the night of Christmas Eve, hoping to find the oxen kneeling. But I wouldn't be disappointed if they weren't. They probably just heard us coming and got up for some hay. Let's listen again. The Oxen by Thomas Hardy Christmas Eve and twelve of the clock. Now they are all on their knees, an elder said as we sat in a flock by the embers in hearthside ease. We pictured the meek, mild creatures where they dwelt in their straw pen. Nor did it occur to any of us there to doubt they were kneeling then. So fair a fancy few would weave in these years. Yet, I feel, if someone said on Christmas Eve, Come, see the oxen kneel in the lonely Barton by yonder coombe our childhood used to know. I should go with him in the gloom, hoping it might be so. Some of you may know Hardy's name not from his poems, but from the novels that he wrote. You may have read one in school, even in high school if you're old enough, or you may have seen one or more of the movies that have been made from them or you may just have read or heard their titles, Far From the Madding Crowd, The Mayor of Casterbridge, The Return of the Native, Tess of the D'Urbervilles. These novels and the many others that he wrote are set in the rural England where he grew up, a world of poverty and hardship and ignorance as well as strong character and natural beauty. As Hardy aged, his novels turned more and more toward these darker aspects, became more and more fatalistic about life's possibilities, and book reviewers, if not actual readers, became more and more critical. When he published Jude the Obscure in 1895, when he was 55 years old, the reviews were so negative that he gave up novel writing and turned entirely to writing poetry, publishing his first volume of poems, Wessex Poems, Wessex being the fictional name he had given to the region he grew up in, in his novels, in 1898. Some attribute his abandonment of novel writing to his frustration or even anger at being judged so negatively for simply writing honestly about life. I like to think, though, that he turned from novel writing because he recognized, or felt within, that the critics were right, that in Jude the Obscure he had taken his fatalism too far, or at least as far as it could go. I read Jude the Obscure in my twenties and found it so discouraging that I've never read it again, turning instead to his poems, where one still finds Hardy's fatalism, 
but find it outweighed by his sense of strong character and simple beauty, as we find in The Oxen. I hope you enjoyed The Oxen, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media, and visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find previous episodes and also my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.